When I was a kid, medicine was mostly for other people. My dad, as I mentioned, had worked at a cement plant for nearly 30 years, and he retired from disabilities that he got from working at a cement plant. And then right after he retired, the company went bankrupt, and so his pension, poof, was just gone. So my birth, I think, was the last thing that was covered by his insurance. And so I just didn't go to the doctor much as a kid. And my dad had Medicaid, at least, because of his age, which was good. But it had to be pretty severe for my brother or I to go, you know, like the time my appendix ruptured. That was that was pretty much it. All through middle school and high school, I'd get these really bad sinus infections that lasted all the way through the cold months which where I'm from in northern Michigan, that's basically October to May. I don't think it ever really occurred to me or my parents that I should go to the doctor. So over the years, it kept getting worse and worse, which I later found out is because you build up scar tissue in your sinuses. And so that makes a great environment um, for mucus. At the time, it was just like, well, what are you going to do? Just, you know, suck it up. So it wasn't until I had moved to New York in my mid-20s and I finally got a full-time job and I got insurance. So I started going to the doctor but it was right after, you know, meth had taken over and there was the whole don't overprescribe antibiotics movement. And so they just wouldn't, they wouldn't ever give me anything. They would just say, take something over the counter. And eventually I just stopped going because there wasn't, there wasn't really any point. That went on for years that I didn't go. And then I think maybe two, three years ago, I'd been really sick for about a week. I remember it was so bad that my hair had almost started to dread. <laughs> uh, but I dragged myself into the shower and I went to this urgent care and the doctor looked at my throat and she said, oh yeah, your throat is swollen almost completely shut and I, I have no idea how you're breathing right now. So maybe it's strep. And I thought, oh great, that's going to be, what, like days to find out that. And she just, you know, whipped out a little kit and within two minutes I knew whether or not I had strep. And then 30 minutes later, I'm at the pharmacy and I had four different prescriptions for antibiotics and a steroid to make the swelling go down and an anti-allergy pill and something else. And I'm fully aware this isn't actually an exciting story. But <laughs> for me at the time, it was really shocking because I had just given up on doctors being able or sort of willing to help me with anything. Suddenly it seemed like, oh, so medicine, they, it's changed enough that there actually are answers out there. Or at least I, and I felt really lucky about this, at least there are answers if you've got $75 for the copay at a pretty decent doc in the box. Welcome to Broken Corners, a podcast about memories. My name is Armando. My name is Karen. And this week we'll be looking at medical advancements in our lifetime. So you got, you had strep. I had, I had strep and I uh, had had it for a week. <laughs> and yeah, it just, my, apparently like it just got worse and worse and worse. And yeah, it's funny. Um, my daughter, has, has strep right now. Oh, okay. I have amoxicillin in my fridge. <laughs> you know, because it, you know, she doesn't take the pills, she takes the, the liquid. Oh, okay. But yeah, no, it is, it is fascinating. So since she has strep and mm -hmm. I had a little bit of a sore throat, I had to go to City MD. Okay. And they did the same thing. They shoved those long Q-tips down your throat. Yeah. And they put it in a, in that little jar, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Just right there on the counter yeah. in the exam room. And it is amazing how they could just be like, oh, whether it's negative or positive. Thankfully, mine was negative. Yeah. But then, then the new thing now, I don't know how new it is, is the flu one. I don't know if you ever had that where they shove the thing in your nose. And oh, that's, okay. That hurts a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's not pleasant. No, it's not. Like where my nose felt like it was violated for right. like a, a couple of hours. Did you have it? No, I didn't have the flu or strep, thankfully. Okay. 
Not yet. That's, you know, yeah, medicine has come a long way. I mean, I remember when I had like, like an infection in my lungs or something, like you know, when you have like a whole situation, uh, with a bronchitis, I don't know. Like a upper respiratory infection? Yeah, that's it. That's the one. <laughs> um, and instead of like a 30 pills to give you the Z pack. Yeah. Which is like five one days. A, one a day. Yeah. Yep. Two the first day and one for four other days. And you, I'm really, I'm really severely allergic to penicillin. Okay. So for a, a long time, there weren't that many alternatives to it so to right. be able to it, the in the ones that they did have i wasn't particularly tolerant to yeah. so it's just amazing that they can just hand it to you and yeah it's it's crazy when and i know now they are they are having to develop they're developing super antibiotics yeah. to deal with the bacteria resistance mm. developed from the over prescribing and i totally get it why doctors you know there's a lot of people who come in who you know just want a pill yeah even, why not? even when it doesn't apply yeah because you um, could you know for later yeah well, and I, and I I remember this, and it still occurs. You know, I still hear people talk about it. But the like the backlash against antibiotics, like mm-hmm. where did that come from? Like, what do you know about? It? I don't know. I, I I hear about it. You know, there are people. I kind of live with someone, but um, who doesn't really like? Who doesn't believe in antibiotics for everything? Well, I mean, I don't believe in it for for viral. Well, it doesn't things. work, right? Right, or for allergy. That's the thing. Unless it's bacterial, yeah, there's, you sh- you shouldn't get it. I, yeah, I just had the experience of having something where I knew it was bacterial and yeah. they they just sort of weren't testing. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you test somebody to see if it is infection versus, but they're, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's just strange. I mean, so I, I think that's what it is, is that it is causing the, the strains of bacteria are becoming more resistant right. to it. So it's, you know, like you can get a, an epidemic basically yeah. with something that's much stronger than we have. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's amazing how no matter how far we come with medicine, there's always, you know, a group of people who are, who may or may not be against, you know, who, no, who are against it. And with regards, with regards to like vaccinations and, you know, especially right now we have a huge, uh, measles outbreak in, um, Rockland County and the other one, uh, Williamsburg. I think the one in Rockland County, I think is worse than Williamsburg, you know, and I don't know if that's, you know, I don't know if, if that is, the and is that more well i know in williamsburg it's more the uh the unorthodox community yeah it is versus, in rockland county too it is okay so it's not that's, really that's one of the sort of north of the city enclaves. okay yeah so it's not really like the anti-vax movement it's more religious belief system is that is that i you know i haven't actually read about what what in that community is their particular oh, okay. issue with it yeah i don't know i don't know yeah, if there's something in in Judaism that yeah, I don't know either. A, it's a no no for some reason, but but they actually had to they passed a ban where if in Rockland County because it's gotten so bad yeah. just this week that if you're 18 or under and you don't have vaccinations, you're not allowed in public spaces. Yeah, and there's like that's I think stores are having signs and stuff, right? Like, yeah. yeah, no, that's I mean it's you know we're gonna have the marks on the doors soon, right? Like <laughs> I don't know. Wait, what are the marks on the doors? Isn't I thought I knew the what you were talking about. Is that from the plague? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just that there were dead bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean... absolutely. <laughs> it's weird I didn't pick up your reference from what, like, the, is it the 1600s? Was that the plague? Was it? I don't know. Well, um, we just talk, well, we didn't, well, hopefully they'll make a pill to have us uh, remember stuff. <laughs> that would be great. Well, no, there, there definitely are advances in memory. There's, um, there's memory implants. Oh. Yeah, there's there's all kinds of Would you, see, I mean I wouldn't get too big. No. You don't want to remember everything. No. Oh I, I uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was I, I wanted to seem natural. 
<laughs> when I was um, when I was reading through sort of lists of the biggest medical innovations in the last ten and twenty years, it was funny because all of the recent ones, like twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, every single one of them, I was like, oh, I know about that. They did it on Grays. <laughs> Which it was making me laugh. I mean, I always like, I know, I know Gray's is soapy and it drives yeah. people crazy, but they also do talk about all of this stuff. So there was a storyline about Meredith, one of the characters, she was developing uh, these mini livers. So the idea was that you essentially could seed someone's abdomen with um, cells that would grow not into full-size livers, but into tiny livers. Okay. And all together, they would do the same function as oh. a full-size liver. And so instead of needing a transplant, right. that would be an option. So what I what I read in real life is happening that's similar is uh they're able to grow they're they're able to grow organs um so many organs in petri dishes. Okay. And so there was a, a woman who had cystic fibrosis and she was being she was being offered these different experimental drugs that were incredibly expensive. And mm. so um, her particular type of cystic fibrosis didn't always respond to the next level up. Mm -hmm. And so before they, before they gave it to her and, you know, said it was worth it to pay the money for it, what they did was they, it, in what it would, it would have, uh, worked on her intestine. So they grew from her a mini intestine wow. and then put, then, uh, you know, use the medicine on it. And then we're like, oh, it worked. So it's worth it for you to drop 20 grand right. on the next dosage of this expensive medicine. Wow. That So there was the, the mini organs. And then um, hmm. there was one where the chief <laughs> developed a pen that could sense or detect different uh, types of cancer and Ooh. differentiate cancerous cells from healthy cells. Oh. So like if you were in surgery on Grace, they always talk about getting clean margins when they take out tumors. So like if you, um, if you can't always visually tell, you know, the cancerous cells from the healthy cells, you could just point this pen at it and it can tell you. It's like, stop cutting. There's the line. That, and that's real. Yeah. Wow. They really have developed, I think, it, in uh, 2017 or 2018. That's funny. They did. That's cool. Yeah. Wow. It is. It's, it's funny. Like, well, then the, uh, the perverse side of all of that is the um, when people try to, like, what was that drug recently that was, like, what, five cents? Or I think it was, like, free. Mm. And then it stayed, the company started finding out that um, it was working on a few people where they started to have movement in their legs and they were able to walk. And then all of a sudden they bumped the price out to like some astronomical amount. Oh, really? And like everyone's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I haven't like, heard about that one. Or even the other, I think the there was an HIV drug that, remember that, that guy that got, he like was charging like $600 a pill or something Oh, like right. That? that frat guy. Yeah. That, yeah. that douchey McDouche thing. Yeah. Yep. That guy. Yeah. I mean, the perverse portion of it is like, you know, I mean, I don't, and I don't know how much goes into research. I could, you know, value wise or price wise, but yeah, you know, it's kind of perverse to, you know, this is people's lives and you start charging way more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get with like what our, our research and like R and D research and right. development. That's, it is incredibly expensive, but then yeah, you do have to say at a certain point, if you've recouped your cost, yeah, what's the, because the, because that's the thing is the Hippocratic oath doesn't apply to pharmaceutical companies. Oh, definitely. It applies to doctors. Right. Like they choose to take that right. vow, but it's the pharma companies are, are a different thing. Did you happen to see the documentary? I think it's the inventor with uh, about Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> no. 
Yeah. No, I read some. I read a, some stuff about her yeah. because the there were articles everywhere about her voice. Oh my god! Yeah. Did you did you at least get a, to hear her voice? I watched a couple YouTube clips of her voice. Yeah. So that goes back to something you were talking about in an earlier episode yeah. when you were talking about women um, and authoritative who oh. drop their base on their voice, right? And I think that's kind of what she was uh, doing. Talk more about just who she is, though. Uh, she is the inventor or the CEO of Theranos. Yep. Uh, which was supposed to be, um, well, on paper, it was supposed to be a way to um, take blood from a from a, the prick of a finger yep. and then determine any uh, issues you may or may not have, uh, right. cancer-wise or anything else. Like you were supposed to be able to do this whole battery of tests, yeah, because off of just a drop of blood, right? Which is, I, I, from what I understood from the documentary, there is a difference between getting blood from, like a prick blood, like yeah. what you do for a diabetes sugar testing, right. versus getting from your venal, um, from the vein, yeah. Um, and I don't know what that difference is, but well, yeah. one thing I read was so with a, uh, with a finger stick, it it's pushing your skin cells into the uh, into it so it can never really be pure gotcha and then also just the the blood volume yeah. is not enough to support all those tests right but then she so what she came up with this when she was 19 yeah she was in 19 she was in stanford and um she had all these crazy ideas so she, you know it's funny like you're watching this and they have a lot of footage. So this, I, you know, I always wonder where the, all this footage comes from. So they must have been following her around for other things maybe. Yeah. Cause she was pretty, like she got to a level of high prominence. Well, Cause she was an amazing fundraiser, right? Like yeah, I mean, she, she was she, great with the self promo and. Well, she had like Henry Kissinger on her board, George <laughs> Schultz, um, Mattis, um. Oh, right. And it was all like people who had nothing to do with medicine. Right. And it was all like older white men who were, you know, probably. You know, charmed by this tall, blonde, big bug-eyed woman because her eyes are huge. Um, yeah. They basically, she got them all on the board. And the one thing that uh, was really funny was her old professor, she had this other idea, uh, and I forgot what it was. It was something along the lines of... Um, Oh, damn. Either way, I don't remember. But the professor was like, you can't do that. Mm. You know, and she was like, No. But she says that she was so persistent. She was like, okay, I'm telling you no. Yeah. I'm going to try to connect you with somebody who will work with you. Okay. And well, they just never delivered on it, right? No. It was never possible. Yeah. And it's so, it's like, and people, when people, everyone's buying into it. I mean, she was meeting with like, she met with Obama. She was considered part of the like, um, Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley, Illuminati, you know, yeah, or elite, like, um, yeah. you know, she, she did would, TED talks, and she would do TED talks, which is why I keep telling people TED talks are bad. Um, no, <laughs> she, yeah, she was like considered like Mark Zuckerberg status, like right. Google, like Google people, Mark Zuckerberg status. Um, and it was so attractive to have like a young woman in yeah, that. Yeah, and that's the like, other thing, and that's you know that's a, a whole other issue. Like aside from you know um, convincing these conservative, because most of these old men were conservative, you know, politically conservative men. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine, cause she also was meeting with Obama and Bill Clinton in mm -hmm. the progressives. And yeah, I'm sure it was like, oh, we have a woman who can take this place of something that is missing and check the box. Yeah, we yeah. could check the box. However, she's not the right one to check the box. I read <laughs> that there was, uh, the the venture capitalists were a little did a little more due diligence before they would throw their money in, and they just because they couldn't get any anything real, 
back from her to back it up. Yeah. Um, they actually sent somebody in to get tested. An actual, the guy with the money <laughs> right. went in and he, you know, they're like, roll up your sleeve and yeah. he ended up filling four or five vials for yep. so, so that was the thing they, um, so they sold like a contract to Walgreens because they were supposed, it's supposed to be like a portable device mm-hmm. and you push the thing in almost like a VCR tapes. And if you're too young to remember VCR tapes, uh, Google it. It's, <laughs> I don't know, it's like an eight inch, like, uh, tape. If, you, if you're too young to remember VCR tapes, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, go, go fuck <laughs> yourself. <laughs> but, um, they, and it's also, it's all supposed to be from a prick of blood and then it, it, it goes to these tests, but they, since they didn't deliver, mm-hmm. what they were doing was, uh, taking it from the vein, um, and all the vials, sending it back to a lab. Even at all those Walgreens locations? <laughs> sending it back to the lab and then using regular machine, not even the, cause they didn't, they, they couldn't produce their machine. Their machine oh. never came to fruition and using- All they had uh, was a prototype? Barely. Oh my god. Um, and just, and doing a test. And sometimes it was, it was such a demand mm-hmm. that, you know, tests were being, were wrong. They were like, again, they must have been mixed up or whatever. Wow. Yeah. I am not about to go into a Walgreens and let them take my blood. I wouldn't feel comfortable going into a Walgreens. And I donated plasma. Mm. <laughs> yeah. No, it was fascinating. And it's, you know, it's one of those things. It really, um, reminded me of the, of just like the fire documentary. Um, oh, about the fire festival? Yeah, the fire festival. And yeah. just about like how like persist, someone who's so persistent and is, a, I guess, a really good bullshit artist and people just buy into that shit. Yeah. Um, and how- well, it's like that German girl, Anna something who just, um, she, she pretended to be a socialite. And then, oh, the one from New York. Yeah. yeah, but she she took so many people, so many banks. For she had lines of credit everywhere. She was living in these hotels, and it's amazing because you, I I think with technology you can bullshit, and you know if your mind works that way, you can definitely sort of make things look good. Yeah. Um, but then eventually it catches up with you so much harder. Yeah. Because it's documented everywhere. Yeah, and then it's, you know, it's, it's just really funny. And like, there was an article in New Republic that just talked about like, how the documentary, you know, focused on all her like idiosyncrasies and how like she was a liar, like a straight up liar. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they, you know, one of the issues they brought up was like, you know, you really should be looking at all the people that like supported her. Yeah. You know, blindly. You know, she had a military contract. You know what I mean? And she raised all this money mm-hmm. and um like you know, it was just it's amazing how just how much bullshit that just people I guess people want to believe things and it's like they really will just dive in wholeheartedly. I don't yeah. know, it was fascinating and it was just like but So the, where's she at these days? They're going to court basically. Okay. And that, that I knew they were, I knew she was, she had charges, but I didn't know where they were at as far as yeah. she's, is, there's not been a trial yet. No, I think it's, I think it's either going on right now or it's mm-hmm. about to start. Okay. You know, and she's just crazy. Like she adopted like Steve Jobs, like attire. Oh, right. So black turtlenecks. Yes. And, yeah. and then she, and then her, her hair was always sort of ratty. Her hair, oh my God. And then she'd have that raccoon eye. She, yeah, she has these big And eyes. then, can you, okay, so let's, <laughs> it, the, I heard, you know, so she tries to speak an octave lower. Yeah. And, yeah. I, uh, oh, like I can't even imagine. Well, she does it very slow and deliberate, right? So okay. she's just like, like when you hear her, um, speak, when you hear her speak, um, she just drops down. 
Oh, and she's okay. very slow. And she'll be like, oh, well, you know, it's very serious that we want to help people. <laughs> what and- they said on Jezebel was that it's the voice women do when they're doing a men talk in their stupid voice. <laughs> so, I- so, Chad, where's the golf club? Well, Tracy was like, I thought, I thought she was doing like a drag voice. Oh. And I'm like, I thought she was doing your son is kidnapped. Oh, <laughs> like, or, oh right. Yeah. <laughs> the call is coming from yeah, inside like, the... the voice modulated thing. Or like, you know, when, uh, when cheerleaders yell and they'll, they'll do that. Do they? Just like, why are you? Why? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where. It was fascinating. But, you know, but here's the thing. Um, knowing what everybody, like what that, what the, 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 what is it? The, what the end goal, what they wanted, right? Who? Uh, her, like her, her idea. Uh, I, someone's probably just gonna develop that shit. And I hope so, cause it sure. seems like it's very... Well, it's a great idea. Yeah, like I, you know, I just gave blood this morning, you know. It, it's I, very I had to poke me in the vein. Yeah, like, exactly, you know, like, somebody's gonna be like, oh, alright, you fucked that up, but... Yeah. You uh, donated blood? No, I, I had some tests I had to take care of. Oh, okay. At the doctor. At the doctor. But it was nice. They just went in, they poke, and they took it out. Yeah. But it was from a vein, but like a prick would be so much better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Put that in my back. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is sad though because if, if her vision, if realized, would actually help a lot of people. But these, these like zeitgeist documentaries are kind of funny. How people just are like, let's let's document the failure. Yeah. Well, that's and everybody's just eating it up. Yeah, and I think it's good. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's, that's some, that's. Well, it's, it's good to at least expose that. It is. That there sort of will be consequences if you do this kind right. of thing. Well, this is also like Schadenfreude, right? Like, yeah. You know, like. And it, and it also is fun to just like see people who have such balls. Oh, man. I mean, in this case, it's bad because it could, it could have killed people. I don't yeah. know what they'll say. I mean, I don't know if there really were consequences for people's health over this. I don't think so. I just think that like. You know, the spend, the, well, there was some issues where, so they were trying to test, they kept trying to test out these machines, right? Mm-hmm. And like one of the, the, I don't know, I guess a phlebotomist? Yeah. Um, I think he was a phlebotomist. Um, uh, he was saying like they would, so they had all these needles in the machine and he was like, there's blood and it's spilling. And he's like, it's, it's blood and it's, it's coagulating with like the mechanics and it's the machine is getting fucked. Oh. And he's like, and then you would have to put your hand in there. So, you know, they always like reenact the actual someone putting their hand and you're just sitting there waiting for the needles to come down. And like, so like it was kind of a dangerous work environment. Yeah. I mean, with regards to like people's blood and your blood. <laughs> right. And then also there was the, there was a, a scientist who was working with her and he knew that he knew it was all invalid and he kept pushing back and but then she basically the british guy oh yeah and then she's like he knew he was going to get fired yeah kept pushing and then eventually she and he had cancer and she summoned him to come in like the next morning and he said to his wife do you think she's going to fire me and she was like yes i do and then and then he killed himself well that's on him Oh, yeah, it's on you if you kill yourself, but like, I just mean that it wasn't, it's not sort of just all like, ha ha, she pulled one yeah, over on no, people, no. you know. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, he, yeah, and, and not to be all inter- killjoy about it, but it, I, when well, I read that, it, I was just like, ooh, that got dark. She's interviewed in the documentary too, like, she talked about it. She's oh, like, really? Yeah, I was like, well, cause I wasn't expecting that. 
Well, and, then the, like, and then when they they called his wife, they just said, bring in all the proprietary yes. stuff. And there was no, we're sorry. It was, yeah, I, I mean, no, yeah. we're sorry as if to say blame, but that they, but no, we're, we're sorry that he's dead. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You. yeah. What a weird environment. No, it was, um, and then the best was, um, I don't really know who George Schultz is, but apparently he's been like working with numerous presidents in the past. Yeah. He was a secretary of state. Right. right. Yeah. Um, but I got to know much about him. Like I know a lot about Kissinger and he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. But, um, and surprisingly, I don't know. The thing about Kissinger, he's always around. Yeah. Not going anywhere. <laughs> like he's just, and, and I, you know, every, I, I watch a lot of documentaries and there was one, I think, who it was someone I know it was probably Nixon and he was just hanging around like oh my god that's a young fucking kid what what are you like you don't die um I know it's like he and Cheney are made from the same brand yeah they're not going anywhere yeah just shooting people in the face um (laughs) no his his grandson was working there with her and like I he kind of like George Schultz's was yeah and like and he kind of like left and he was trying to like pretty much whistleblower like he he went in and spoke with the washington post oh okay and then like one afternoon like um he's like hey can you come to the house uh george to his grandson and like when he got there he like set him up there was like lawyers there yelling at him and shit i was like holy (laughs) fuck what a dick what did you think was gonna happen wow that guy i don't know it's you know it's 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 one of those things where like you know there's so much hope mm-hmm. uh for progress sometimes and um it shouldn't be i guess i guess medicine and well i don't know if that's true i would say medicine and silicon valley shouldn't go together i don't know how much well, medicine that, is that yeah silicon like the valley. merging of of medicine and tech is inevitable yeah you know even with the development and the funding process but then um I don't know. Yeah, it can lead to weird things like, and this was totally an episode of Grey's too, but that I also have read about. They, you know, so like the way tech has been integrated integrated into medicine just makes the administration so much easier. Like having you know iPads and Mm -hmm. having, um, you know, aside from the all the electronic machinery patients are on, then you know, even the like the thermostats in the hospitals and all of the display boards and everything are all electronic, and so now you can hack them. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, hold what? the hospital, hold the hospital ransom and. Yeah. That's a movie waiting to happen. I think it was not only, it happened for real. Right. I think in Germany. Um, and the, they did it in an episode in Grey's. Oh, they, okay. They They're... also did it in Mr. Robot. Yeah. Where yeah. Mr. Robot did the hacking. Oh, well, he's a robot. He's a robot. Right? Yeah. No, he's not a robot. He... I gotta get back to that show because I think there's a third season that there's I never one, watched. Yeah, yet. there's one. There's a new. Yeah, I'm not that. I'm not sold on it. Um, Meryl Streep's daughter Grace is in it, and I'm a big fan. Grace Streep? Mm, no. <laughs> Just two daughters that are actresses, right? Or actors? I think I so. Know. I think so. But yeah, I really like her. She was in uh, the. Season of American Horror Story Circus. She was the tattooed lady. I don't remember. Oh, I didn't see that season. I yeah, it was creepy. I'm sure. <laughs> um. Oh, okay. I have oh, another thing to say about Grays while great. we're while we're at it. Go ahead. Um. Is again, it? I know it's super silly and soapy in a lot of ways, but um, one thing that I really like it about it is, even though it sh- it shows stuff that. It's sort of medically gr- too gross for me at times. Yeah. 
But one thing that I think is really good is it shows almost every episode, there's a patient with a really severe physical condition. Okay. And I don't just mean like aortic dissection or something. I mean like um having, you know, having sort of a facial deformity where right. there was a, you know, like a kid who's uh, whose nose and uh I think mm. an underlying tumor had taken over two thirds of his face. Wow. And crap. Now I'm I'm blanking on other examples. But oh, like things like um people <laughs> having situations with uh like penile transplants right. and just these really severe these really severe physical conditions. And what I like about it is they they always emphasize they that the patient is a person and right. show you them as an individual. They normalize the Yeah. And I I just think we're we're not that far out from when, you know, doctors would tell people like if your child had a condition, they're just sort of going to need to be put in a home because right. we we can't have them in polite society. And even and and I mean it's there's the aspect of do they need special care, but then right. there's also just the idea of almost like this shame around the condition. And, you know, I know people who – I know like parents of some of my friends who if if they get sick or if there's like cancer in right. the family, they, they're actively embarrassed about it. Like they, oh. they don't want anyone to know because it's, it's, it's so – it's bad. It's, right. And um, I think – I really like that about like Gray's Gray's normalizes medical conditions as just sort of being part of life and and it also has a cast with a lot of people of color on it which is really right. cool. And I just I just really like that that it's not you know like I I don't know like I think about like uh was it the flipper babies the thalidomide babies or you know the the kids who um back in the 50s and 60s yeah. who you know had that chromosomal damage and they just i don't know there's there's just no reason to act like someone i mean we see a lot of we see a lot of people who look as they would say in Kentucky different in New York right like we see people with all kinds of situations going on i mean you could ride the subway and you got everything right there everything right there and everything i think so maybe maybe that's something we're sort of used to, but what yeah. I really like is like Grazes on ABC, which is owned by Disney, right? And it's going into every TV in the heartland from like chicks who like to drink pumpkin spice lattes every, you know, look forward to it in the fall. Like it's, do you know PS what I mean? PSLs, PSLs. <laughs> like it's it it goes, you know, as much as like it's like oh that's such a basic show, that's such a soapy show. It's like yeah, and the people who watch it are seeing some stuff that maybe yeah maybe they they're not exposed to, or if they are, they're they hide it, yeah, or they're ashamed of it, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, TV. I, I'm a Grey's Anatomy apologist. Is what yeah, no, I, I see that. I mean, that show's been on for forever, like 15 years, maybe been on for a while, yeah. It's amazing. And two spinoffs, right? Private practice and what's the other one? How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, it's not a spinoff. It's not? It's just a Shonda show. Oh, okay. The Shonda shows? The Shonda shows. Yeah, there's that one in Scandal. Scandals. Well, is is How to Get Away with Murder... um... A spinoff of Scandal? Yeah. I don't think so. Hmm. I, I might be wrong though. I might be... I know. um, Getting Away with Murder? Is that the... um... With, um... Nope. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> with, what's his name? Getting Away With Murder. Yes. Getting Away With Murder. How, how... The Netflix show. 
Nope. The, the documentary. <laughs> oh, Making a Murderer? Making a <laughs> That's a shot. It's, it's not, the joke's not funny when you gotta walk it down the goddamn line. <laughs> I didn't know it was a joke. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know it was a joke. Yeah, not a lot. No, it probably wasn't going to be a joke if it came out clean either way, <laughs> or a good one anyway. Uh, I think one, of, you know, one of the also uh, great things I think, um, and I don't know how. How do you feel about City MD, like or urgent care? Like, I think it's fantastic. It's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a clean clinic. It really is. <laughs> like, yeah. I. So one of my theories about New York, not groundbreaking, but one thing, like. You can get anything here, but you have to find it and you have to pay for it. Yeah. And so, you know, like just normal, a normal amount of money, whether it's for a cup of coffee or a sandwich, like it's going to be crap unless you pay like a little four dollars more than you spice would. Spice it up. Spice it up a little. And yeah. I feel like with medicine and in, in I don't think medicine should be this way. I think it it should be more, you yeah. know, more available. Like ever, the same standard of care should be available to everyone. Yeah. But it's been such a relief uh to me for it to become more transactional. Yeah. Where I walk in and I say, I think I have this and they test me for it and I have it and then they give me the pills for it. Right. Versus like this experience I've had my whole life of going in and just having to like fucking beg somebody <laughs> to – it's like it's very clear i have symptoms i have a yeah. problem and then you know i i don't know if you've ever had an equivalent experience but like when uh i was in college you could go into the student yeah. health services center and i would go in with like a bronchial infection and they would say do you think you're pregnant no i think i have a like my i can't breathe out of my nose it's just so it's just such a strange yeah, I, I've always had so much ambivalence about the medical profession. And right. I mean, also when I had, we, we've talked about this before, but like when I had my appendix ruptured, I was misdiagnosed. Yeah. And that went really badly. But I just have never, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's so much, maybe it's because I'm getting older and the doctors are getting younger and mm. I feel more comfortable with them. Okay. Um, but there's just, I, I don't feel like I have to, I'm, I'm going to some authority figure having to convince them. Right. And, and then you, I would always feel like, almost like I've tried to get them to push pills and I'm yeah. like, ooh, a Z-pack. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, not like I'm asking for opiates, but it's, um, and so anyway, Doc in the Box, I love it. You love it. And I, I actually, I pay for a membership at One Medical, which so is, is one that, of those like concierge services. Yeah, that's a little, that's a little nice. That's, that's a high end Doc in the Box. <laughs> it's a, yeah. Well, it's, so it's, it's not like a crazy amount of money, but you basically pay like a couple hundred bucks a year yeah. to be able to walk in the door, Anytime. but it gets you in at any of their, any of, you can go to any one of their locations and they have maybe 10 and then you do have a primary care doctor but um they just offer a really wide range of services and you they have they have an app right and they handle your prescriptions really easily and they if you need you know if you have some reoccurring problem that you get the same medication for every time it pops up you can do a video chat with them yeah and they just write you the prescription and i just i i don't know for me i always i do you do you use zocdoc no i don't even know what that is ZocDoc is, it's, it's not even, there is an app now, but it's okay. a browser based thing that came up years ago that it allows you to schedule online. 
and um, I'm obsessed with it because I like for me I like schedule your appointment. Yeah, it lets you find doctors and find doctors oh, okay. who take your insurance, oh. and like you can go by the specialty and location, and um, yeah, you just set it up, and it lets you send in like fill out a lot of the forms yeah. in advance, and uh, and it also. People who use it then can give reviews on the doctors. Right. And I don't go to, I never go, except, except at a doc in the box. I don't ever go to a doctor without having looked at their background, like their reviews. Right, right. Because I just have too much anxiety <laughs> around going that I'm, you know, unless a lot of people, unless, unless they are like really close to a five star, I'm not yeah. going to go see somebody. Um, and, and I say that like to the, it's to the detriment of my own health. And I know that because I, I'm sure it would be better if I had a thicker skin about the whole thing, but yeah. I just don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm at the, where, I, what I have, I go like to, well, I guess it was formerly hip. I don't know what it's like eight. It's like emblem health type. It's like a thing and they have a nice website. You, you do blood work and they give you, okay. they give you the readings and you get to see, and they break it down what each thing means. It's just nice to have the transparency is nice. Yeah. You know, um, like I got, um, when I had my physical at one medical, you know, they through the app email you the full panel of your blood test. Yeah. Results. Yeah. 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 And for me, I like to be able to see that myself. And Same here. Not because I think anybody, I like, I just, it's, I absolutely do need them to interpret it for mm -hmm. me, but I also like to be able to under, yeah. to the extent I can understand it, I want right. to be able to look at it. Yeah. It's, it's my shit. Yeah. You know, like, well, it's like the, it's like Vatican II in the Catholic Church, right? Like before that, the idea was that it was all in Latin because it was up to the priest to translate yeah. the word of God for you. Yeah. And in, with this, like, you, you can be more involved. Like to the extent that you're able or, you know, willing, you can be more involved. Well. Even when the mass was in Latin, you could be more involved. <laughs> That's I, true. I don't know. That's true. No, it's funny. I mean, another advancement that I like that, you know, um, is, um, like therapy online. Like oh, yeah. Video chat. We were talking about video chat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know people who uh, see a therapist online and they get their meds, um, oh. online. It's basically the whole, I forgot that there's an app and you just, um, do the insurance and yeah. um, basically their whole thing is um, you can cancel for free except like day of and they charge you like a huge amount of money, like a hundred bucks. Oh, okay. The, the individual, a friend of mine. No, it's not me guys. Um, <laughs> although I did look into it. It's just hard finding an internet connection. <laughs> no, but um, no, it works. Um, they get their meds and it's like kind of a way to, you know, I guess, for people who just have busy schedules, but they still need to talk to someone. Yeah, it's, it's, and they I see think it's the cool. they see the same they they see the same person each time. I, I believe so. That I don't know. Okay, but I do. Yeah, from what I know, is the first time is like an hour check in. Yeah, or an hour, like you know, I guess like an evaluation or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then every other time is like half hour to forty five minutes. Oh, um, okay. And, you know, and, that, and that's pretty much it. But I mean, I don't, I don't know. You know, I don't. You know. Therapy is something that everyone kind of handles differently. Mm -hmm. So some people may need to be in, you know, in the room with the person. But yeah. if someone needs that a barrier to kind of create to feel safe enough to speak about something, it might work. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's a really good point that it 
that could just be easier sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. So uh, I mean, that's because I, I, not not even the logistical part, but just the yeah, just the comfortable yeah, I, it's, it's comfortability of it. All. But even so, I think there are other apps too where, like, if hey, I have you know that you can like talk to doctors online. What's wrong? Oh, I think my finger's broken. Like, <laughs> let me see. Uh, you know, I don't know, but like, I know there are apps where you could talk, you video chat with doctors and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. The only thing that I know, and I don't know about your way you go, is that City MD. Most of them are not doctors; they're like nurse practitioners. A lot of them at <laughs> one medical. Yeah. Right. Too. Yeah. And I don't know, like, the level of you know um, education versus the other. I'm sure they're maybe that's why they're not assholes. qualified. And they're, yeah, they're just pushing pills. They're like, don't, don't, don't wrap me out. Um, but they are. Um, well, no, I just think, you know, I mean, I, I get why doctors need to have a healthy ego to get through everything that they do. Yeah. Um, to, to, you know, to just get through schooling and all of that. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe that is part of it. Like why, why people, they're sort of. A little higher on the people skills side of things. Yeah, maybe, yeah, a little bit more humble, if you will. Mm-hmm. And they're nicer to talk to. <laughs> I, I also read this article, um, on NPR the other day, and I am an English major, mm-hmm. as you may, you know, historically I was an English major. And so I'm not the best person to talk about this because it's about statistics. Oh. But another thing that, like, I've always had a problem with about medicine is that it's it's a science of trends being mm. applied to individual circumstances and so i, I basically doc you know the the doctor will say it's not likely because you don't it is or isn't likely because you do or don't fit these criteria and then they may do testing or may not like the diagnostic process right and i I'm not saying this in a like, but what about miracles kind of way, but just what about individuals? Mm. Because what actually happens with you in your body is not the same thing as a statistical likelihood based on information that they have that is quite likely not uh, tied to your gender or your, right. you know, your particular genetic history. And, and so I've just never understood that. And, and they're actually beginning a discussion about that now that the, um, the having that terminology about statistical probability isn't actually helpful. And that there's got to be a different way of. It's like a qualitative versus a quantitative. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm. (laughs) That you, you have to work with the person in front of you and not. I mean, it's. It's incredibly challenging. I could never be a doctor, but you both have to have the background knowledge right. and then be able to deal with a set of variables in front of you and that set of variables is a human being. So well, stats are comforting, right? <laughs> Just maybe. No, they are. I mean, yeah. it's like, well, according to the stats, I mean, I it looked like she had 75% chance to live. Right. But she's gone now. It's always that 25% that we weren't really considering. <laughs> what happened? I don't know. When, uh, when Brian and I worked on Mackinac, there was one, one or two summers where, uh, one of the guys who worked for the park, he was on Mackinac, there's no cars, but there's horses. So you had to, you have to have shit shovelers, mm-hmm. um, because otherwise there's horse shit in the street. And this guy, 
he was from the upper peninsula of Michigan, so he he was sort of like Swedish-ish. Mm. Um, but he would sit up on the porch at night and sing this song about murdering women. And at the end, he would go, and now she's six feet under. <laughs> and that was somehow tied. It took me a while to tell that story, but that was, you reminded me of it. So I don't murder women. That's on you. No, you don't. Six feet under. <laughs> yeah, six feet under. That's all. Oh, that's all it takes. Six feet. Right on the nose. Right on the nose. Six feet under. <laughs> oh, the, the, in the NPR story, what they were talking about, like the the back and forth about, say, like, are eggs healthy or are they not healthy? And how that flip flops back yeah. and forth, like every five years. Um, <laughs> the the it was actually the concept was statistical significance, right? So you can do a study and you have statistically significant results, mm-hmm. but then it's not replicatable because so often the study is based on who's paying for it. Yeah. And so the, yes, it may be statistically significant, but it doesn't mean it's true. Right. And so then once you, when you draw conclusions based on studies, you know, it's, I don't know, maybe it's one thing when you're, when you're a more experienced doctor and you've seen, you, you know, individual case studies, you've seen hundreds right. or thousands of patients, but when you're, when you're new and you're going off of these studies, then, you know, so, how do you, I, yeah, how, how so do you, you know? Got, and you just look at the numbers for comfort, right? Yeah. It's funny because the egg thing, every time I go to the, um, like the doctor, they mm-hmm. have a video on, um, eggs. They talk about eggs and they say, <laughs> how many eggs are healthy? Are, no, no, first of all, for cholesterol purposes, are, are eggs healthy or bad? And they say, being eggs are good for you within a reasonable amount. Like eat, what is it? Like to eat, eat, uh, like two eggs, like a couple of, they have a number for the amount of eggs you should eat a week. And basically what it boils down to is just eat shit in moderation, right? right? Like, because everything is bad for you if you overindulge. <laughs> Do you eat 12 eggs a day? Oh, God damn, no. Um, no, I mean, no, I don't eat eggs like that. I do like no. it, so. Yeah. I like, um, I, I get, I get the pasture raised eggs. Cause, um, so bougie. No, I get it because the, like, free range, free range isn't really a thing. <laughs> well, eggs can't go anywhere. That's true. <laughs> the eggs themselves are fine. <laughs> they can't the, move. It's the chickens. Right. It's I mean, the yeah, I see the free range eggs. Yeah. I mean, unless you roll them down a hill. Yeah, it you can't... don't want to do that. No, they're not done. Oh, uh, I was talking. So Easter's coming up next month and like, I don't like boiled eggs, but it's just, it's so funny to me that I get the tradition of where it comes from. Yeah. But the idea that you make these stank ass boiled eggs mm. look pretty and then you go hide them. Yeah. You better know, have a, I w- always wonder like, do the parents make a map of where they hid we them? We never because... did that as a kid because we couldn't afford that shit. Yeah. Like, um, my grandmother was like, what? Fua. Bake. Fua. Did you guys get candy for Easter? I think I got a basket once. Yeah. But I don't really remember. Upside the head. <laughs> Upside the head. <laughs> I didn't really, <laughs> I don't really like candy. Unless it's like chocolate. Oh, Armando. I know, I know. I don't know why you like this. I don't like candy. <laughs> I don't know. Did you see also in the news, aside from the the Rockland County measles situation, um, did you see where Oklahoma, the state of Oklahoma, um, got that big settlement from the that Oxycontin company? No, but is there a city, Oklahoma? Oklahoma City. There is Oklahoma City. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But then, <laughs> wait, is there, wait, um, but then, so like, it's sort of causing 
a charge to the courthouse. So in Letitia James, oh, t- um, yeah. t- who is our state attorney general, mm-hmm. she, on behalf of the state, went after another company too. Oh. So that's, that's in the works as well because. Why is she going after them? It's, um, they're saying that the pharmaceutical companies were negligent in promoting oxy, like opioid based drugs mm-hmm. to, um, for, you know, for use by physicians with, okay. without them knowing how severe the addictive properties were. Oh. Hmm. And that it was, that it was negligent. I, I don't know. I mean, I do think, I do think for some, for some people that, it it is sort of addictive right off the bat. No, no, I'm not and saying so if you that, get you get prescribed it by a doctor. It can you know. I'm not saying that uh, it's uh, not addictive, and I'm not saying it's not an issue or a problem. Mm-hmm. But I oh yeah, you guys weren't here for the sort of eye rolling that was happening. That's what I, I responded to. Um, <laughs> I just find it. I mean, companies know what they're doing, and when the companies come and talk to the doctors, they fucking know what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, of course. That's why they're getting sued. Yeah. Of so, course they didn't. But no, they're, but, but the, you know, they have money for that. They like set up, someone was like, Hey, hey, what's your out? Don't worry. We already made so much fucking money. We can pay people. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah. But it was a huge settlement that Oklahoma got. So how does that get dished out? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it would be a class action suit, right? Is that what would it? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I had heard that, that it was a, cause I have a friend who's a lawyer. I had heard that that was a trend <laughs> of more and more municipalities. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Well, it, I mean, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what impact it has on, on the release of new drugs as, you know, will, will there sort of be a consequence for, um, for big pharma to say we, we need to have a better idea, like sort yeah. of a long term. I mean, if you, I, I get why people who need the drug will be chomping at the bit to get it out as fast as possible. Right. But then also if it, you know. Yeah. I wonder, I mean, I don't, I don't know anything about it, but I mean, I, I just don't think they care. Oh, of course they don't care. They care about money. No, no, I know. But I mean, I don't even think they care about restrictions. Like I think they're just going to have some lobbyists be like, go talk to somebody. Okay. And then I said, I don't know. Isn't that how the world works? You just pay off somebody. well we have i don't know we have to keep we have to keep trying right yes that's true i mean having a a world with some with regulations is no regulations is good regulations is good i mean when we don't have regulations it's like it's better than wild west right it's like going back to the pre-old testament (laughs) (laughs) Old Testament. Like, That's going way back. Yeah, it's like just everybody's just doing all the wrong things. Yeah, for all the right reasons. I mean, wrong reasons. <laughs> do you, did I, you form any new memories recently? I was gonna say, I, 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 I have a weird new memory, and it just happened. It's more of a delight to me, and it's and and and, and why it's a new memory uh, is basically it is. Um, is it Geico that has these commercials where like they have commercials? They do. Where like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where basically they're like, oh, you're turning into your dad or oh, the uh, guy. My ever since my friend Bob bought a house, yeah, he's acting more and more. So this happened to me where like you know I don't know if I'm turning into my dad because I didn't really know my dad, but um, I'm turning into a, an older person uh, where they added a streetlight. Mm-hmm. To this very complex 
one it's like eight way thing in Queens. Okay. Like an intersection? Huge. Like not huge. Not even that huge. It's the way all the car it's very like all the cars are backed up for for like two blocks for no reason. Okay. And they added like this special light, so now it's kind of organized. It is wonderful. <laughs> it is oh, fucking wonderful. That's great. I mean, it cuts like ten minutes off. See, I thought you were gonna uh, say you're getting older, and it was a and there was a bad thing. No, but no, this is like finding no. joy in things. Yeah, that yeah. I, I'm now old enough to appreciate the addition of a light mm-hmm. that organizes traffic in a very um, civil manner. It's wonderful. That's terrific. Uh, I was enjoying it. Uh, I hadn't, I, I always have tea in the house. Um, <laughs> but I don't like, I'll go for like months and not drink any. Yeah. And then I, I had some and I just, it was, I was so delighted by the tea Yeah. that I was like, wow, I really need to. Up no, here. but like joy and simple things. That, that's, that's a good thing. That's not. No, it was just, it was just amazing. It's just something I want to hold on to for a hot second. <laughs> hold on to the light. <laughs> So you can up your tea game. Well, yeah. I just have to keep it decaf, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because coffee, I don't go too – like, coffee, I, I don't go too crazy on. But tea, I will drink so much of. And yeah. And I'm like, why can't I sleep? Well, tea doesn't have that much coffee. Yes, it does. Nah. <laughs> People keep – per – the amount of the per leaves is not as much as coffee. But I don't know. Or per bag, right? Someone could fact check me on that. Well, I mean, I'll make like a pot of tea and drink it in a day. Okay. So what if you just made a cup? Yeah, but that's what I mean is I just have to be careful. Yeah. I have to be careful to not break my hip or drink too much tea. So growing up, we never had a tea kettle. We just had a pot. Just boil water in a pot. Oh, of course. So when I saw a tea kettle, I'm like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) (laughs) Or a teapot. Don't you you had it. You had. You, you see that that saucer that's oh, on the. Oh, you had a sauce pot. You just put water in there until it comes to a boil, and you pour it in a cup. Oh, okay, I got you now. I thought you were saying you didn't have a teapot like the Queen of England. No, no, we didn't have you like didn't a, have a, a kettle. kettle. Yeah. Oh shit. So like when this thing is just whistling, <laughs> what the fuck is this whistling sound? That's Lux. Yeah. That's that is Lux. Yeah, tea kettle's nice. I mean, it's fine. It's a waste to me. Cause you got that. It's multi-purpose. It doesn't pour right. There's no lip to pour out of your little your little pot. You're pouring. If you out. really want to get fancy, you could buy one of those with a spout that like the pour spout. If you really want to get fancy, you could buy a tea kettle. <laughs> yeah, but it's not multi-purpose. It only makes tea. Oh no, I use mine to add hot water to stuff all the time when I'm cooking. Really? Yeah, and it'll usually already. So like, usually because I've made tea, it's it's at least. You know, still pretty hot, and yeah. so like so I'll add, add it to just you know whatever, and it's already halfway yeah. there. I mean, there's two things. I don't drink tea. I don't really like it unless I'm sick. Uh, it's, it's so then that kind of narrows down what you're not too centered on getting. At least my throat on. dry. It's like this weird dryness when you drink tea. I've noticed you have a lot of throat issues. <laughs> <laughs> New memories next episode. Karen um, notices Armando has throat issues. Also, to fill my hot water bottle without burning myself. That's the only good thing. Nice. And once again, because I'm old, I use a hot water bottle. <laughs> my back. I like how new memories is old memories. Old memories. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my back. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Who put my walker all the way over there? How am I supposed to get over there? Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we have all types of ways of 
Get in touch with us. <laughs> you can go to our website, brokencorners.com. You can go to our Patreon page. So many places. So many places. You know them. You love them. And thanks to all our uh, patrons. And uh, thank you for all our listeners. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Have a good one.